Attempt blocked by McNabb. To the right circle, a try, kick, save, Hill. Rebound, another try, save, Hill. A third try, save, and the rebound to the right corner. Nobody is ever satisfied with one, so we're back for a second hour of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Blob boots it ahead, sticks it left, Barbashev in, back to the right, a shot, score! Marcia so, 19 seconds in. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com, here is Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Hour number two rolling along here on a Friday. VGK Insider Show, Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman, hanging out with you for just about another hour or so. One more sleep, the Vegas Golden Knights back in action. Take on the Carolina Hurricanes tomorrow, 7.30 puck drop. If you're going to the game, dueling pianos, get there early. There's going to be a lot of traffic. Closures to the I-15 and Tropicana in and around the rink. Make sure you give yourself plenty of time to get on down there to enjoy the festivities. Again, dueling pianos from 4 to 6, and the doors will open at 6 o'clock. The Vegas Golden Knights will take on the Carolina Hurricanes at 7.30. What's the over-under on Billy Joel songs played by the dueling pianos? All of them. <laughs> All of them? So, like, so <laughs> like 37 Billy Joel songs? Like, they're just going to be a Billy Joel cover dueling piano? It, like, it should be. <laughs> So, do you have you a favorite can, Billy Joel song? All, all of them. All of I, I them. Don't know. Like they're, <laughs> you know, um, it's funny. I I do have a favorite Billy Joel song. Um, it's, <laughs> so it's so stupid, but we didn't start the fire. Love that song. Yeah, love it. But it was it was used in The Office. Oh, okay. So there's a so reason. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, you you've watched The Office a little bit, right? I I've seen a few episodes. Yes. You know the character Ryan Howard. He's the temp on The Office. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. DJ yeah. Novak plays Ryan Howard. I I, okay. I I think I know who he is. He's a young guy, right? Yeah. 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 So okay. early on in the series, Ryan is a temp who doesn't want to work there. Like he doesn't want to have this be his career. Okay. So he doesn't want to have a thing in the office. Okay. I think some people can relate to that. Okay. So, like, he doesn't want to be, like, crossword puzzle guy or (laughs) always shows up five minutes late guy or something like that. Well, unfortunately for Ryan, they didn't teach him in business school that if you heat up a hot pocket, you have to take it out of the wrapper. So he starts a fire in the office. And then the, the fire department gets there. They're all outside. Michael runs out first doesn't save the women and children like none of that and so it's revealed at the end of the episode that ryan started the fire so (laughs) dwight one of my favorite characters on the show redoes we didn't start the fire to ryan started the fire and i i because my name is ryan because that's my favorite show because billy joel is awesome uh that that to me is is far and away my favorite billy joel song okay it works. It works. There's there's a rhyme and reason. Yeah, I mean there's there's a purpose. Yeah, yeah. I I saw so I saw Billy Joel two nights before my son's mother went into labor. Oh wow, okay. He was about well, my son was about three and a half weeks early, and we were third row center at the Grand Garden Arena for Billy Joel. And Kingston was he was rocking. Like he was he was <laughs> and like I, I, I said to to my ne- my now ex wife, I said this kid's going to be a musician. Like he is, he is definitely like digging it. Yeah. And two days later she was in labor and he came about three and a half weeks early. So 
Fortunately, we did not name him Billy Joel, but oh, you, the, the thought crossed my mind. Yes. Like, if she had gone into labor yeah, at the yeah, Billy Joel yeah. concert, yeah. the kid today would be named Billy Joel Chapman, not, <laughs> not Kingston. Um, so, a couple of honorable mentions. Uh, like, obviously, Piano Man's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, I always enjoy the William Joel. Like, I, I call him William, William Joel just because it's funny. Uh, but for the longest time, is a Wallace family for the longest time. That's a good one. It yeah. is a Wallace family tradition. When that song comes on, we all sing. That that's a we all that's sing. A very underrated Billy yeah, Joel yeah. song. I think the harmonies are amazing. Like I I generally go with the high the high melody. Harmony. Oh yeah, you oh do yeah. The, woo! Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, my voice is a little shot. Like I can't do yeah. it right now. But generally, yeah, speaking, don't cough, man. Yeah, well. I know you've been choking all weeks. So. That's been, that's been an issue for me, man. I know, I know. Like I'm telling you, I I you know I I've been here, but I'm this here, thing, aren't I? This thing that's been going around is no joke. Yeah, and well, it it lingers for whatever reason. So that's unfortunate, but it'll prevent me from bringing the harmony here in for the longest time. But that's an honorable mention for our family. That's a good one. I like Zanzibar. <laughs> which is probably not a very well-known Billy Joel song. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a bit of an older song. Um, the Entertainer is a good one. The Stranger is another good one. Allentown again, I mean, all I could, of them. I could go on. Yeah, all of them. Like, like it's cool when you go to MSG and they have the banner hanging at MSG for how many <laughs> concerts Billy Joel has sold out at Madison Square Garden. He's going to be here. I think he's playing at Allegiant Stadium. Oh yeah. So like I feel like I have to go like like that's a that's a really cool venue for we um we should make a night of it yeah you know what let's do it let's go we'll All bring right. we'll bring our 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 wives and uh, we definitely let's do it we'll let uh, we'll let Johnny Blue Checkmark pay for it it'll be amazing yeah his three hundred fifty k that's what I'm saying yeah that's what I'm saying <coughs> I bet Jeez. I bet Gosher will be there. Probably. He strikes me as a guy who's a big Billy Joel fan. Well, he likes music. Yeah, he likes he, really good music, too. Yeah, so, so he I, would I definitely would be into Billy Joel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Contenders, pretenders. Okay. Here's how we position this. We're going to take a look at the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. We are only working with the teams that are currently in a playoff spot. Okay? Only in a playoff spot. Because if the playoff started today... That's who's eligible. That's who's in the running. And I didn't really want to work outside of eight teams per conference. Yeah, it gets too complicated. It really does. That being said, we are ranking from one to eight. Okay, one to eight. One being the team we think will win the conference in the playoffs. The team we feel, we believe, has the best chance, the best opportunity to actually make it to the Stanley Cup final out of each respective conference. I don't care about the regular season. I don't care about how great your record was in October or November. The power ranking is specifically put in place to tell you who we believe will be representative of the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference in the Stanley Cup final. So having said that, we're going to work our way from the pretenders... To the contenders, start in the Eastern Conference. Chris Chapman, of the eight teams currently in a playoff spot, who do you have the least confidence in to win that conference? 
I will start with a team that currently sits eighth in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> so not really a stretch here, but I think the Detroit Red Wings are probably the team that I like the least to have the opportunity to win the Eastern Conference. And I know they, they've got some guys like Patrick Kane who certainly have lots of experience. But for Derek Lalonde, I, I, I don't think the experience factor is there for the Red Wings. Now, that being said, they could play fearless. But I don't – when you have a team that hasn't been to the playoffs for as long as the Red Wings have, yeah. and your, your roster is constructed of a lot of guys who have been there for that rebuild – I think there's going to be a maturation process and maybe two, three years down the road, we will see the Red Wings as a contender, maybe sooner. But this year, I don't believe that the Detroit Red Wings are a contender in the Eastern Conference. I'm going Philly. Okay. And I don't need to get too deep into it. It's it's a team that wasn't even trying to be here. Yeah, and they would be my my second pick to so be a you, pretender. And and my second pick is Detroit. So you and I have them flip-flopped, but we're we're pretty much in 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 consensus. Like the teams we have the least confidence in, Philadelphia and Detroit. And so I'll I'll add by saying I don't think either one of these teams do anything at the trade deadline to help their case. I think Detroit will, I don't think Philadelphia will. Fair enough. So let's go up to the next stop, the next spot. <laughs> You're going to like this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Boston Bruins. No, this is this is a team that they have to prove it, and it's not something that they've done in a long time. They they sure the points are there, the records there, but they haven't proven. For hold on, hold on, hold on. You have Boston below Toronto. I think they're level for me. I I don't believe in either one of them. Okay. All right. And I'm I'm gonna go with Boston just for the hot take. So you have Boston in the sixth spot. Yeah. Yeah. And I, Toronto's five? Yeah. Okay. I have Toronto in the sixth spot. And as much as this pains me, I've got Tampa Bay in the five spot. Mm. See, I don't have Tampa so far down because I believe that Tampa's gonna make a move at the deadline that's gonna help them. That's going to elevate them. Sergachev, like that's a that's a big loss. But you know what? If if they're able to go we're not, out, we're not talking about a couple of rounds here. We're talking about the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. A, I'm not. I don't think they're going to win. In fact, I only have three teams that I think could come out of the East mm-hmm. as a contender: mm-hmm. the Boston Bruins, Tampa Bay Lightning, Toronto Maple Leafs. They're not on that list. Okay, so let's get into the top four. Okay, who do you have in the four spot? I'll go with Tampa. In the fourth, <laughs> because I, 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 like I said, I don't believe in them, and it's not that I don't believe in them. I think they need more. Mm-hmm. Like the the loss of Sergachev is huge. Sure, and I can't, as much as I think they're going to do something, I can't put them on that list until they actually do do something. So, I think, I think maybe after the trade deadline, they might go from that pretender list to contender list mm-hmm. for me. Okay, but. The way the roster is currently constructed, I don't know if I can put them on the contender list. Okay, so first round loss last year, I think I think that lingers in my head. When we get to one timers, I've got a name. Uh oh, I've got a name. Okay, that might push Tampa Bay into the contender spot. My fourth spot is the New York Rangers. Like I believe in the Rangers only as much as Igor Shosturkin can find his game. 
If he doesn't find his game, they're not they're not going all the way. Yeah. Point blank, full stop. If Shesterkin doesn't figure his game out, the New York Rangers are not going to a Stanley Cup final. Especially, again, we're going to get into some news and one-timers with the news on Blake Wheeler today. Yeah, that's a huge, huge loss for the New York Rangers. A team that's already struggling with depth. Mm-hmm. Um, look, they have won six straight. They're 7-2-1 and one in their last 10. Sure. And I'm, I, I'm not worried about the regular season. I have them on my contender list for the very fact that they do have Igor Shosturkin. Mm-hmm. And at any moment, he can turn into Superman. <laughs> and I, I, I think that they'll... They'll make do with what they have. Okay. And we'll see. I mean, I, I have them in the third spot. Okay. So I, I think they're there, but they're going to need Sesterkin to, to to become Superman in order for them to get over the hill. All right. My my three spot, Carolina Hurricanes. Could they win the conference? Yes. Will they win the conference? Probably not. And that's... That's Carolina in a nutshell. Do they have the pieces? Sure they do. Do they need some things? Absolutely. Are they going to go get them? I don't have a lot of confidence <laughs> in that. And they're they're my number 2. Okay? Um I think I think that they certainly do have right there. They're 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 on the doorstep. Yeah. <laughs> they conference finalists last year. Um I think they've got good players. They 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 need to find good goaltending. Yeah. Which is questionable at best, even with guys that they have on the injured list. I don't know if they get them over the top. Frederick Anderson's starting to practice, but again, like I don't know that I'm putting my eggs in that basket right you now. Can't. I just don't think you I'm can't, going you to. You can't do it. But I do think they're the second best team in the Eastern Conference. Where did you have Boston? Six. Oh my goodness, I've got them too. I know. Yeah. I think I think Boston is legitimately going to do some damage in the postseason. See, I really now that, do. that gives me confidence because in years past, you've yeah. said, up, oh, they're done. That's it. And Maybe this is self-sabotage. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I've been so wrong about the Boston Bruins Cue so up another first-round loss. I'm just sitting here. <laughs> they're not going to win the President's Trophy. They're not going to win their division. That's totally okay. But if they've gone this far into the season being this good, Without Bergeron, without Krejci, without like really good hockey players that left from last year to this year, I have no reason to believe that they're not going to find something. I think they've got great goaltending. They've got an excellent defense. They've got enough scoring. They don't have the weight of expectations like they did last year and the weight of knowing that this was going to be Patrice Bergeron's final season. There's something about the Boston Bruins. That's all I can say. So I've got them. I've got them number two. So it sounds like both of us have the same team as number one. Heck yeah, we do. Yeah. Look, I I like the Florida Panthers a lot. Yeah, me too. They've really started to to pick up their play. I think Paul Maurice is a great coach. He is. They've got some damn good players. Uh, look, Bobrovsky has played well for them, and that's important. Uh, look, there, there's a reason. This is a team that won the President's Trophy two years ago. They went to the Stanley Cup Final a year ago. They're, they're a really good hockey club, and I think until someone proves otherwise, they are the team to beat in the Eastern Conference. You cannot stop Sam Reinhart. No, they, they, they have, and they have depth. You just can't. Yeah, I mean they have they well they have they have a couple 
good Sams on that I, team. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you've got you've got Sam Reinhart, you've got Matthew Kachuk, you've got Alexander Barkov. Like, it's an embarrassment of riches. It really is. And like, listen, the Florida Panthers this year are what we expected Florida to be last season under Paul Maurice. It just took them a little bit of time to get there. And then once they figured it out, they were the best team in the Eastern Conference en route to a Stanley Cup final. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I just think that the depth is there for them. You know, we mentioned Sam Reinhardt. I, I like Sam Bennett, mm-hmm. a, a, a tough guy. I think they I, – I like some of their defensemen. Sure. I mean, Ekblad, I yeah. think, is, is good. Oliver ekman Larson, yeah, the contract, but he's found his game a little bit. Um, look, they're – they're 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 a solid team. There's not a lot there's not a lot of holes yeah. in the Florida Panthers. And I think, like I said, Paul Maurice is a really good coach mm-hmm. and he's proven it year in, year out. I mean, they're they're the team to beat for me coming out of the East. Yeah, I'm with you there. So we've got essentially the Florida Panthers as our number one contender in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the Western Conference. Now We're this in- is this is Crazy because I think I have a lot more contenders in the West than I do the East. I okay, so like from that perspective, I buy Florida, Boston, Carolina, and I'd even throw the Rangers in there. But realistically speaking, I'm talking about three teams. I think it comes down to three teams in the East. Yeah, I think so too. But and two of their comes, two of our three are the same. I think it comes down to and like even looking at my list now, I might make a, a move on the fly. I think it comes down to four, maybe, in the Western Conference. I think I have a f- I, I I you know what? I think a little bit differently. Okay. Um, I'll start with with right now the St. Louis Blues are the eighth team in the playoffs. We don't even have to go back and forth. I'm with you there. Yeah. LA Kings. Got him in the seventh spot. I, I I don't believe in the LA Kings. That could change. It could change. But right now, I'm I'm seeing a team that that is struggling. Well, they just won. They just beat the the yeah, New Jersey well, Devils. The Devils aren't exactly world beaters. Can you stop on the <laughs> Devil hate? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's it's doom and gloom. <laughs> Trust in Jack Hughes. So Trust now- in Jack Hughes. I, I do trust in Jack Hughes. He's got to stay healthy, though. Okay. All right. So we, we are the same. We've got L.A. in the seven spot, St. Louis in the eight spot. Who's your six? <laughs> oh, boy. I I I want to say. Oh, boy. I I can't. I, I, I can't pick a, a, a team because I think there's six teams that are contenders. Oh, stop it. I Look, I, I think the Winnipeg Jets – Probably be my six. Okay, I'm, I'm going to put them sixth. You're going to put Winnipeg six. Well, I, I, I just don't know where else to put them. I mean, I oh, think. Okay, I, all right, here. All right. You stop, know what? Stop, 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 stop. Who do You're, you have six? Vancouver. I was easy. I was leaning that way because of the lack of experience. Do you believe the Van? Okay, it's a seven-game series. Who do you trust in more, Vancouver or Los Angeles? I'm going to go with Vancouver because of Thatcher Demko. Stop. Vancouver or Los Angeles? Well, I just said that the Kings are a pretender. Over seven games. 
with Kopitar mm. and Dowdy. You're going to go with a team that literally has never been to this point before. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're going to trust Elias Patterson in the postseason for the first time. You're going to trust Quinn Hughes in the postseason. Okay. Not the first time, but I'm not going to say, I'm, yeah, I'm not I, saying the I, bubble counts here. I, yeah. My point is, I, 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 you're going to trust them I over you, LA? Well, I had, I, I was going to have Vancouver fifth. Mm hmm. But I could be swayed. I, I will put them All in right, the sixth. All right. Well, let spot. me, let me just, okay. Hold on. You you said it's between Vancouver and Winnipeg. Yeah. Who do you trust more in a seven game series, Vancouver or Winnipeg? I think I I think I'd go with the Jets. Who yeah. do you trust more, Vancouver or Colorado in Colorado. a seven game? Vancouver, Dallas. Dallas. Vancouver, Vegas. Vegas. Vancouver, Edmonton. Edmonton. So the question is, do you see a scenario where the Kings could beat Vancouver in a in a seven game series? I it's it's conceivable. Yes. Okay. So at best. At, the Vancouver Canucks are a six seed at, in, in your power. At ranking. best, they would be five, but I think they're in the six. Well, they yeah. wouldn't because you have, yeah, you you're have right. Winnipeg you're ahead, right. of, ahead so, of them, Colorado ahead of them, Dallas ahead of them, I, I, Vegas, I, Edmonton. Yeah, Vancouver six. Yeah, the Canucks are sixth. Coming around to my my way of thinking. Yeah, no, when 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 you lay it out like that, yeah, the Canucks are the sixth sixth team. Okay. Despite the fact that they have the best record in the Western Conference, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter what the regular season it's, tells you. It's yeah. Do you trust the Vancouver Canucks to beat Dallas in a seven-game series? No, I don't. No, I don't. Do you trust them to beat Colorado in a seven-game series? I don't. No. Do you trust them to beat Winnipeg no. in a seven-game series? I don't. Yeah. Vegas, so they, I don't. They're Edmonton, sixth. I don't. They're sixth. So who's five? Winnipeg? Yeah, Winnipeg would be five. But I think Winnipeg could win the Western Conference despite being the fifth team. Okay. What's their path? Well, it's going to be tough because you got to go right now. You got to go through Colorado. That's, I don't think that's as difficult as some people think it might be. And then you'd have to go through Dallas, mm -hmm. and then you have to go through probably Vegas or Edmonton. Okay, that's a really tough road to get to the Stanley Cup Final for the Winnipeg so you, Jets. You think the Winnipeg Jets are like a legit contender to win the Western Conference? I th We're going to do I, this exercise again. I, I think they would have to win the Central Division. So you think they need to start as a one seed? I think they would have to win the division, yeah. I don't think that's happening. Yeah, they're they're five points back. They do have three games in hand on the Stars, but they'd have to leapfrog both Colorado and Dallas. Mm -hmm. I think they're good enough. The problem is the the path that they would have to take to get there is really, really hard. Okay. So you've got Winnipeg? Five. Five. Who's four? Colorado. That's interesting. I have Edmonton there. Ooh. And I'm going to tell you why. I don't think there's any getting around this. It's Vegas and Edmonton in the first round. Yeah. That matters because the question that I'm asking myself when it comes to the Edmonton Oilers is simply can they beat Vegas? Can they beat Vegas? Do I believe the Edmonton Oilers can beat the Vegas Golden Knights in a seven game series? I don't. The The reason I have Edmonton higher on my list is because if they do beat Vegas in that series, I think they go to the Stanley Cup final. You're probably right, but it's feast or famine. Yeah. Right? You're, either, like, you're either beating you, Vegas and, and going and, to the final or you're losing in the first round. And, like, I know it's stating the obvious here, but I, I feel the same way about the Golden Knights. Yeah. Right? Like, you're either – because of the opponent that you're you're kind of lining up with. And 
yes, there's still some time, but the Vancouver Canucks are running away with the Pacific Division. They just are. Yeah, Vegas think, isn't going to catch them. I think anyone's catching them. So you're pretty much locked into Edmonton, unless L.A. kind of goes on a run here. But I'm fairly certain it's going to be Vegas and Edmonton in the first round. And I truly believe the winner of that series is probably going to win the conference. I just see it that way. But I don't have faith in the Edmonton Oilers. I just don't. I, You know, it's crazy because I have them two. Yeah. I have Dallas three. I have Edmonton two, and I still have Vegas number one. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I think Vegas is the best team in the Western Conference. Yep. And I think the winner of that series, Vegas and Edmonton, unless one of them suffers a massive injury in that series, sure. I think the winner of that series is going to the, to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. So I, in my three spot, I've got Dallas. Two spots, Colorado. Dallas is a deeper team than Colorado. Colorado's big guns are as good as any in the National Hockey League. Then I start to factor in, could you get Gabe Landeskog back? I don't think the Colorado Avalanche are going to sit pat. I think they're going to add at the trade deadline. Um, And I just, there's something about recency bias, Pete DeBoer, those moments in a conference final where you need to kind of tinker. You have to find a different game plan that I just don't buy more so than Colorado. So I'm going Colorado um, two and Vegas one. So you give the coaching edge to Colorado. You, 100%. you still go Jared Bagdar yeah, yeah, over. 100%. Peterson. Okay. Who do you like in net better, Ottinger or Georgiev? Uh, Ottinger's had a little bit more rest this year, so – I'd probably take Scott Wedgwood over what the Colorado Avalanche have right now with Georgiev. But to my earlier point, I think Colorado adds goalie. Okay. I I do because you can't have confidence in what Georgiev's giving you right now as Stanley Cup caliber goaltending. You just can't. Right. So in my view, if Colorado adds goaltender and they add a little bit more depth and then you get Landeskog back – that would be big. That changes that, a lot. That changes things from from my perspective. But even if they don't, I still think from a coaching perspective, if you get into a high-level, high-stakes series, Jared Bednar versus Pete DeBoer or Bruce Cassidy versus Pete DeBoer, I'm, I'm giving the edge to, to, to Bednar and I'm giving the edge to Cassidy. Despite the fact that Pete DeBoer beat Jared Bednar a couple years ago in a series. Different team, though. Yeah. It, you shut down Nathan McKinnon and and it Kale changes, McCart- it changes and, a lot. And yeah. to be fair, like you shut those players down where they were susceptible to stubborn play is the best way that I could put it, right? Because like, they were up to nothing in that series. They were. But the Golden Knights frustrated them and they kept forcing plays and it led to transition and they had better goaltending. That's what it boiled down to. So there, there's a bit of a disparity in our rankings in the West yeah. than there are. In, you and I are very similar in the East, but in the West, we're, we're I just I can't put Edmonton at at two until they do it. Until they do it, I and I, I can't fair. I can't trust in them. And I don't know how they get through Vegas. Yeah. Now again, this is assuming health for everybody, but like if you've got the Vegas Golden Knights healthy and. And this kind of piggybacks off of the conversation that we had yesterday about Nick Waugh and, and Barbashev and, and, and Marcia So. Imagine a world where Jack Eichel comes back into the lineup healthy. 
and you experiment if you're Bruce Cassidy, and you're going into that first-round series knowing it's the Edmonton Oilers, knowing it's Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, why wouldn't you just, just to tinker, just to see William Carlson and Mark Stone, Michael Amadio, that trio could be the best shutdown trio the Golden Knights have ever seen. Who's scoring a goal? Legitimately, wow. when you've got yeah. Carlson, Mark Stone, Michael Amadio and we, on the ice. We know they don't chase matchups. They don't. But with that, with that, those three guys out there, you don't really have to. And, right? and you, you're, you're controlling the game. And friend of the show, Mike Rupp, was on NHL Network the other day talking about the Vegas Golden Knights specifically. He said they are the best coach team in the league right now. Maybe not the most talented, but the best coach team. Meaning, when the Golden Knights decide you're not getting something, you're not getting it. When the Golden Knights make a choice, you're not getting to the front of the net, you're not getting to the front of the net. When they decided Leon Dreisaitl and, and Connor McDavid, they were not going to be impact players in that series, when the series was in balance, they weren't impact players. And and so, in in and I, I understand it's recency, I understand all that, but... I don't view the Edmonton Oilers as exponentially better than they were last year, and they couldn't get it done last year. Yeah, that's that's for 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 them. I I think if they the depth to me is what hurts them in a series like this because if, and, if you don't get the scoring from McDavid and Drysaddle, where is it coming and from? And to that point, what did we see when they were going for seventeen straight wins? Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> Chris Knobloch has Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl playing on two separate lines. He's not going to load them up. He's staying away from that until when, Chapman? When it was desperation. Until it was desperation. Until they fall behind. The only play the Edmonton Oilers have at their disposal when they are losing in a game is to load up McDavid and Dreisaitl. You do that? All right, I'm going to load up Carlson and Mark Stone. You're not scoring. See ya. See you on the links. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And listen, I understand that this is a Vegas Golden Knight radio show. I know that if, if you're listening to this, you're going to look at me and say, ah, I'm being a homer. Until they get it done, I don't have faith that they can do it. And understanding that they're likely going to have to go through the defending Stanley Cup champions and understanding how much this team wants to repeat, when you haven't added anything that really pushes you over the edge or makes you deeper... I just don't buy it until it happens. They they are yet to prove it. I mean, we've seen McDavid and Drysaddle in the playoffs now mm-hmm. multiple seasons, and they haven't been able to get the job done. I, I, I love the idea of, hey, you know what? Drysaddle, McDavid, say hello to Mark Stone, William Carlson, Mike Lamadio. Could you imagine? Now, now, now the challenge is out there. Go ahead, Evander Kane, beat us. Go ahead, Ryan Eugene Hopkins, yeah. beat us. Could they? I don't think no. so. No. I don't think they can. I don't think they can. There you go. If they don't get it from those two guys, and we saw Vegas shut them down, mm-hmm. as much as you can shut down McDavid. And you give Bruce Cassidy seven games to find weaknesses, I'm going to take that all day Yeah, long. I'll take I'll take Cassidy over Chris Knobloch. 100%. That was fun. It was. It was a good time. One-timers we coming We ran really next. long. <laughs> one-timers coming up next on the VGK Insider Show. Carlson left corner, centered, one-timer, score! It's time for One-Timers. one-timers. A quick look at news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. 
One-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League brought to you by Paul Padalot. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. Blake Wheeler out for the rest of the regular season with a leg injury. Collided uh, in the corner the other night with a Montreal Canadiens defenseman, Jaden Struble. What a name there. Struble? What was that? Stru- Struble. Struble. Oh, not yeah. Strudel. No, Struble. not Strudel. Oh, okay. No, not Strudel. Got me hungry. hungry. Oh, yeah. 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 Always. Toaster Strudel is better than uh, Pop-Tarts. It's not even close. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Wheeler's out for the rest of the regular season. He's not ruled out of the postseason, though that depends on, obviously, how he progresses and how deep of a run the New York Rangers go on. So, really, whether or not Blake Wheeler plays again, probably up to Igor Shosturkin. Yeah, does this, was, does this it, change what the Rangers do at the deadline? Well, I always thought that they were going to have to do something to, to add more depth. Yep. Um, now I think it, it becomes more tenfold that they have, have to because I, I, I don't think that what they have in right now mm-hmm. is currently enough. Okay. So let me throw an idea out there. Everyone's talking about Jake Ensel, and rightfully so. Jake Ensel is... The prized possession, right? The guy that if the Penguins decide to sell on Gensel as a rental for a contender, he makes you better. 22 goals in 50 games this year for Jake Gensel. What if I told you there's a guy who has one more goal than Jake Gensel this season, who is coming into his own, who's been really good for a while now, who's on a very manageable $3.65 million cap hit and is signed not just this season but beyond this season for one more year so he wouldn't be a pure rental. If you're a contender, how intrigued would you be by that player? Well, I like the the, the fact that he's under contract mm-hmm. for another season and yep. his cap hit is very low and he's shown a propensity to score because he's obviously got 23 goals through about 50 games so so it's certainly something that intrigues me if you're looking for a left winger okay if you're looking for more than just a rental if you're looking for cost certainty and you're looking for goal scoring might i suggest you start to sniff around jake uh, i'm sorry frank vetrano yes i i think and that was a name that I initially considered for the New York Rangers when we did our matchmakers. Yeah, yeah. Um, you look, start. You started me on this rabbit hole. Yeah, good, good player, playing on a team that stinks. I mean, he was an all-star. <laughs> that's that's an understatement. Yeah, I mean, and he's a guy who's been through some battles in the playoffs. I mean, he's got experience yeah. in in the playoffs. So that's a. I I didn't realize his cap hit was that low. Three point six five. Like I figured for sure he was a four and a half million dollar player. One hundred and forty six goals in five hundred and thirty five games. Like kid can score, and lots of experience. This in 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 much the same way I was talking about. Like this is Tampa Bay written all over it with Casey Middlestat. Like you go out there, you try to find an RFA, and you strike while. It makes a lot of sense. And then you sign that player for a little bit longer term, and you've kind of reset your your window, so to speak. To me, this is something contenders should be doing more of. Find a guy who's got more than just the one year, and if you can work it into your cap, 
you give yourself two runs with said player. You know, he strikes me as a guy who I think if you put him on a contending team, yeah. his production value or his production goes way up, and you're going to get a lot more value out of that 3.6. I love the fact that he signed for another season. Like, my mind starts wandering mm-hmm. all sorts of places when you mentioned Frank Vetrano. Left winger for a contender. 23 goals. It can, it can change fortunes. It really could. Uh, last one here that I want to do. Did you did you see Jack Hughes? Well, we did. We, we were watching Yeah, we were watching it. Jack Hughes was really mad at Victor Arvidsson. I didn't see the hit from Arvidsson that set Jack Hughes on fire. But, <laughs> oh, man. Jack's in the penalty box yelling at Victor Arvidsson. Yeah. And the cameras pick it up. And there's no audio, unfortunately. But you can read lips. And if you read lips, Jack Hughes says to Victor Arvidsson, people pay to watch me play. Yeah. I freaking love Jack Hughes. I mean, the thing is, he's not wrong. Well, people people, people do watch to, to, they, or they, pay to watch him play. They do, but not in New Jersey. Well, yeah. Even even the game I went to in New Jersey, it wasn't exactly a sellout crowd. And yeah. you have the defending Stanley Cup champs coming in. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that, that arena was like a mausoleum. Um. Look, I I I did see the hit. I had no problem with it. I yeah. didn't think it was dirty. I didn't think it was. I think it was more frustration sure. yeah. from Jack than yeah. anything. And as evidenced by what happened after he came out of the box. And oh yeah, he thought he thought that he was, he thought he got hooked by yes, Arvidsson, and he probably did. He did, but then he missed an open net. Then he missed a wide open net. And he skates away, smashes his stick, yeah, and then throws it on the ice, yeah. And Eric, been Hall's, game. Eric Hall's reaction is priceless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People pay to watch me play. <laughs> I like it. I think I saw a statistic. Like, I want that on a t-shirt. The Devils, in terms of attendance, are like 26th in terms of ranking in the National Hockey League. Like, it's a great chirp if it, if it was, was act- factually yeah. true. If like, the Devils were like number two or three in, in attendance, yeah. Listen, I'll pay to watch Jack play. I like Jack, yeah. I mean, I, he's dynamic. But boy, oh boy, was that a heel turn. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I love it. It's so good. Those Lead are, into it. <laughs> those are your one-timers for today, Friday, February 16th. Catching up with Chapman is next. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Well, last catching up with Chapman for the week. So I'm going to give the listeners something for catching up with Chapman. Hmm. The caller number 10 right what? now, oh, 702-876-1340. And you will go see the Nashville Predators and the Golden Knights on Tuesday night at T-Mobile Arena. So caller 10 right now, 702-876-1340. And Chapman is going to send you to go see the Nashville Predators and the Golden Knights on Tuesday night. See, I didn't forget. I just wanted you to be the hero. Hey, sometimes I have to step into that role, and I'm okay with it. I think, think Mallard's coming back next week. Tuesday, probably, yeah. Well, he said he'd be back on Monday. Yeah, but we there's no show There's Monday. no show on Monday. For those of you that are keeping an eye on the Golden Knights schedule, Yeah, they will be playing up in San Jose against the Sharks on Monday. But you... We'll yeah, be here I'll, Monday. I'll be well, on. not I'll be here, on but at the Whiskey? Yeah, Whiskey Stadium. That place is awesome. It's amazing. I'll be down there starting at noon with the pregame show. And then, obviously, I'll, I'll take you through the game, intermission reports, postgame show, 
all that at Whiskey Stadium. And I'm telling you right now, like that place, if you've never been there, get down there. Come say hello. Hang out with me on Monday. Have a great weekend. The Golden Knights, one more sleep. They play tomorrow against the Carolina Hurricanes. Free game show at 630.